Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. I had a, a great time on Midnight in the Desert last night, so it's always fun to talk to Heather, and uh, gosh, it's a long show. It's what, almost four hours. I guess it is four hours. And so I imagine that some of you may be listening to this daily podcast that I do for the first time because you heard about it on Midnight in the Desert. And uh, a lot of people have been emailing me today, a lot of people, about the sigils, for example. And uh, Heather actually said that she thought I should create a sigil to enhance or initiate, really, out-of-body experiences. So this is sort of like an astral projection scenario where you literally float out of your body. And, you know, it's, I may have had some of those spontaneously. I can't say with 100% certainty because, as you may know, I'm an extremely vivid dreamer. But I did have an experience in the middle of the night when I was in my early teens where I believe I woke up and I was floating in the hallway of my house. And uh, I got really scared immediately and snapped back into my body. And then there was another occasion as an adult that I mentioned to Heather when uh, I had this sense during the night that I left my body and just went traveling straight up farther and farther and farther straight up into the sky. And finally I looked down and I saw Earth as a little blue ball. Now that really scared the hell out of me because suddenly to realize that you're floating all by yourself out there in the black vastness of space. I don't know if you can imagine that, and I don't know if it happened to me or I just imagined it, but one way or another, there's something extremely overwhelming and scary about that if you're not expecting it. So, but I don't know. I don't know if I traveled out of my body or if those were just a different type of dream that was so much more real than even the most vivid dreams. Um, but that said, um, you know, I have talked to a lot of people over the years and I've heard a lot of people talk about their experiences traveling out of the body. And some of these people who claim to be experts at leaving the body say that when you get out there and you start floating around and getting the hang of it, you see other people also out of their bodies floating around in the neighborhood too. Now, isn't that an odd thing to think that there's this whole community of, uh, of people just sort of floating around all the time, checking things out. And uh, I heard one guy who's written a book on this and he said they can even have sex with each other. Can you imagine that? Uh, I mean, you, <laughs> I bet a lot of people just stay asleep all the time because they want to go slip out of their body and go get some, you know, some action out there. Uh, very weird concept. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a sigil for out-of-body experiences, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if that will work. Uh, I have a list of things that, you know, she had some other good ideas, and um, and I, again, people keep sending me stuff. So what you just have to do is keep listening 
every day to this free, short little podcast, and I'll let you know when I have new sigils ready, and uh, and I'll tell you how you can get them and experiment with them, and I'm trying to really get a nice community of people exchanging these things and using them and sharing experiences, and so far, that's going really well. Uh, this really has been a popular topic. But... Uh, and, and by the way, if you if you want to send me an idea, just go to joshuapwarren.com and scroll down the homepage, and you'll find my email address there. Now, I just want to go ahead and tell you that I cannot have any discussions with you about health or medical issues because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a licensed physician of any kind, and I don't have the legal ability to discuss some kind of medical or, or health issue with you. Um, but that said, I do have a sigil that I created, um, and I, what I did was I just sat down and I said, I am attracting a great wellness and happiness and well-being to myself, and the pattern that emerged is placed there among the others. If you just scroll down the homepage, you'll find a little section of a few sigils, but the, then you can click under that and get the full page of all the other sigils. So anyway, um, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, about what the human mind or spirit is capable of accomplishing and, and just how limited that we are by our thoughts. Um, it's kind of like, you know, we, we think something is impossible until somebody does it. You know, it's that sort of thing. It's like if for years it was thought it was impossible for a human being to run a mile in X amount of minutes. And and then as soon as somebody did it, well, all of a sudden floodgates open and now, you know, everybody can do it. So I don't know, uh, but it, it's fascinating to think some about what it is that even makes us human. What is it that distinguishes us from animals? For example, um my wife Lauren and I were recently sitting at a bar and of course my favorite thing to do is to sit at a bar and uh, sip on some fine beverage while I am bringing up some very bizarre topics and and bouncing them off of Lauren. As, as a matter of fact, if I just put a microphone on my shirt, uh, that could just be the, the podcast every day. So, we got into some kind of odd, you know, philosophical conversation, and and but Lauren, you know, she 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 will play along with these things, but she she likes to watch like funny animal videos and stuff like that. So she took out her phone and she showed me these um, these clips where some guys put a big mirror out in the middle of the jungle and watched how wild apes and uh, chimpanzees, other creatures. I forget with what all creatures came into contact with this thing, but watch their reaction. And, of course, you could tell that none of them knew what to think of this. Um, and it has been my understanding that, you know, humans are, are the, the, perhaps the only type of creature that is that we consider truly self-aware. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's sort of how scientists tend to think of it. And a part of that 
is understanding what's happening when you're looking at your reflection in a mirror and realizing that uh, that's not another person, that this is a, a surface there that is allowing you to, to see yourself. And I've heard that uh, chimpanzees can do that to a certain degree and maybe even maybe even dolphins, I think. Um, so that's an interesting thing to think about and a, a little test. So I started thinking about uh, other things that sort of distinguishes us, things that humans do that animals don't do, and it occurred to me that I'd never seen uh, an animal juggle. Now, obviously, most of them can't. But some ought to be able to, like monkeys and apes and all that. I, I don't recall ever seeing that. Now, juggling is a very weird thing. And I use juggling as an analogy often in my life because I remember when I was younger, it just I, I became intrigued with the idea of juggling. Uh, and I, I just I got three juggling balls and uh, I had no clue how to do this how to, to make these things fly up into the air and come down in, in a, a certain timed, coordinated pattern. And and I don't think that there – I mean, I, I even read a book about it and everything, and I don't think that you can really teach somebody how to juggle. I think that what happens is you sit down and you just start tossing balls around, and if you do it long enough – you toss enough balls around long enough, suddenly, bang, you, start, you just start juggling. You, you don't know how to explain what has happened or why it's happened. Um, I'm not sure there's an intellectual way of grasping it, but that's how it worked for me. I mean, it's just all of a sudden, I'm juggling. I can't tell you how I did that. I think, well, you know, I play the piano, and a lot of times... And I haven't played much in years, but I used to play all the time. I was even told by some professionals that if I wanted to, I could have been a professional pianist. And uh, But a lot of times I'd sit down and I'd be like, I can't get my fingers to do all this. But you know what? I just kept on trying over and over and over and over. And it might take days, might take weeks, but all of a sudden one day it just happens. It's very odd. So... I, I tell you, I got on, I got on the internet, and I said, you know, I'm just going to type in juggling monkey and just see what comes up. Or, and, and 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 I didn't spend too much time on this, okay? But sure enough, there was a video. Um, I'm sure a lot of you will be racing to YouTube soon. That's where it was, and I'm pretty sure all I did was just search, you know, juggling monkey or monkey juggling or whatever. Monkey juggling, now that might be a different thing than juggling monkey. <laughs> I can see a guy out there juggling monkeys, but I, I don't know about a monkey that's juggling. Well, what I found was this video where this, um, this monkey is kind of juggling. He's, he's working with a man. And really, sort of what's happening is the guy is juggling, but he, as a part of his act, he's tossing balls to the monkey. 
And the monkey is doing a damn good job of returning those jobs, right? Uh, <laughs> returning those balls right on cue. All right. Um, so there's, you know, there's something, there's some potential there, but, but I think unless you just hand all the balls to the monkey and say, go for it. And he knocks out a routine. I'm not sure you could really say that monkeys can juggle. The biggest reason of all though, to consider this weird topic is, well, why would a monkey want to juggle? A monkey doesn't need to juggle. But for that matter, neither does a human. Really. Humans don't really need to juggle. Why do we do that? Well, we find it entertaining. And why do we find it entertaining? Because this brings up a deeper topic about what might distinguish us from animals. Humans have this thing called a sense of humor. And I want to ask you a question, especially if you have pets, if you have a dog or a cat. Do you believe that that creature has a sense of humor? Now, I'm not talking about you projecting some type of um, humanistic sort of, you know, personification onto the animal. So, like, for example, sometimes you look at a dog, and the dog looks like it's smiling. It really does. We have a little dog named Boo, and I swear, you know, if she's, you know how dogs, if they're not happy, they smile. And so you imagine if they look like they're smiling, well, they must be smiling, that they're happy about something. That's what you think. So I think that, you know, maybe animals can, can smile and, you know, that, that kind of thing when they're happy. But do you think that animals have a sense of humor? Even if you see, uh, you know, and I've seen videos of what appear to be chimpanzees laughing and all that, but we don't really know what's going on inside their head. And it's tricky because I started thinking about, you know, how do we define humor in general? Here's what Wikipedia says. Humor is the tendency of particular cognitive experiences to provoke laughter and provide amusement. So I'm not sure if animals experience funny things in the same way that we do, but uh, these are the kinds of questions that zoologists and biologists and psychologists study. And you know, recently, when I was being interviewed for an article about animal ghosts and pet ghosts, the writer said, well, you know, um, some people are going to find this idea, you know, of, of animal ghosts. Um, I forget the word, but they're not necessarily going to take it that seriously. How do you compare that to the idea of human ghosts? And I said... I um, I don't see a big difference between humans and animals when you look at us under a microscope. So it seems to me that if you have, you know, human ghosts, then there ought to be animal ghosts as well. So when you start questioning whether or not um, humans are vastly different, even though we might be aliens from another planet, frankly, that were seeded here by panspermia. Uh, a topic for another podcast. 
um, even though we all share, you know, this basic organic uh, matrix of life or fabric of life or material of life, which in and of itself is difficult to define sometimes, um, it does make you wonder, doesn't it, if, yes, we can all produce ghosts, but spiritually speaking, if we can use that word, do you think that uh, an animal can manifest things in the same way that a human is capable of doing? And if not, why? What is that key component that creates a difference? So, as usual, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Um, it's something to ponder, I guess, when you're trying to figure out the mystery of bioenergy and how that we use that to project that and manifest and materialize things, whether we do it by what we call magic or whether we do it through what some people call technology. And remember, I've talked to you about this before, the difference between magic, technology, and bullshit is that bullshit never works. Technology works most of the time for most of the people. And magic is technology that works for some people. And therefore, whether you consider yourself um, a materialistic builder or you consider yourself a psychic manifester, humans do have this incredible ability to be creators, creators on a grand scale of good things and bad things that other animals just can't create to the same degree. And so maybe that's why we're here. We are all creators in training, and this is a giant classroom. And the point is for you to teach yourself to create responsibly. How do you think we're doing? You decide. Uh, all right, that's it for now. Again, you can find this podcast if you go to joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. You'll find a link at the top to the podcast, and you can uh, you can subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher and follow me on Twitter and all kinds of things so that you'll know when a new one is out there. Also, I have some new some new uh, cool objects uh, posted at unusualauctions.com, and I'll keep you posted on that as well. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.